This is Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path. I'm Molly Dyer. The date of this episode is February 3rd, 2021. If you're listening, wherever in the world you are, I hope your imulk was beautiful. I hope you're staying safe and healthy. I hope you're warm, comfortable, and if you're here in the U.S., I hope you're enjoying waking up in the mornings without panicking about what 45 did overnight, what he tweeted, or whom he fired, or what criminal he pardoned. It's nice to wake up without him as President of the United States of America. I'm really enjoying that. And for the rest of the world, I'm glad we're not such a rich source of entertainment for the last two weeks. Today's episode is part two of my series on jar spells. If you listened to last week's episode on jar spells with Byron Ballard, you're familiar now with all of the Hill Folks Hoodoo and Appalachian Magic jar spells that we discussed. Today's episode is about jar spells within Afro-Caribbean Hoodoo, and I'm happy to introduce to you for a second time my guest Sarah, or Mama Sarah. Sarah is the sole proprietor of Conjured Cardea, which she created in 2008. She's worked nationwide as a spiritual worker, teacher, lecturer, and ordained reverend for 19 years, specializing in root work and earth magico traditions. She created Conjured Cardea as a balance to factory-based botanicas and as a way to provide professional root work to the general public. Through her websites, she's been able to provide spiritual supplies, services, and education to clients in over 100 countries. Her focus is education and the purposeful creation of spiritual tools in order to help her clients obtain balanced and fulfilled lives. She is a root worker, a conjure woman. She's ordained as clergy since she was 19 years old and has served at a Unitarian Universalist church. She's a devotee of Marie Laveau. She's identified as a witch and has been at her practice for 23 years. She has a background in international studies, Africana studies, comparative religion, and geoscience. She's also the leader of a coven, which in its nearly 20 years of evolution is now eclectic. She lives in Michigan, but as you would expect, she often works in New Orleans. You can find her on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and her retail website. And I will post links to all of those in the description for this episode and on the Facebook post. Sarah also teaches classes on the fundamentals of manifestation and basic theories of magic, candlework, mojiba, and herbalism. And of course, jar magic. Please welcome Sarah. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. And I should say again, because this is the second time I've had you on, and it's my pleasure as well. So again, thank thank you. So uh, it is to be expected that as a practitioner and a conjure woman, that you might have some experience in uh, creating in the use of jar spells. Is that an accurate assumption? Yes, um, I do. On my website, I offer... I would say a very wide range of materials needed to do certain jar spells. Um, I provide um, directions for a couple of those on my blog, and I I believe it's on there on my website as well. Um, Usually when somebody is looking for like the oil for a certain working, I will um, 
there are a couple that also have the jar working listed as well. So they can go ahead and get the oil and then see how the, uh, the instructions for putting the jar together and how to execute that. Um, I also perform them weekly for clients. So there's a whole variety happening there too. Everything from syrup jars, sugar jars, um, honey jars, even though I don't do too much of those anymore. People have kind of, uh, are trying new things I guess these days so people have kind of moved on from the honey jars um a lot of lost in a way jars that's probably probably my biggest one and then like souring jars would probably be the next biggest so let's talk about them moving away from the honey jars can you explain what that means or what you what you mean by that well there has been a lot of um there's been a lot of articles written a lot of articles I think it's a lot of articles <laughs> It's <laughs> not really a lot of articles out there just because of the nature of the subject. But right. if you're paying um, attention to it, there are a lot of articles. If you're not, yes, there, you'll never know. <laughs> there are there I have found people making a lot of references to the fact that they find honey jars to be slow. And if we're um, talking about sort of like doctrine of signatures, the nature of using specific ingredients, um, natural um, energy that they possess. Um, I could understand how that could ring true for some people. I think it really depends what else is going into the jar. Um, but I can understand wanting to use something like syrup versus wanting to use honey because you don't because you need some more speed out of that particular working at that time. There are other things that you can add for speed if you prefer to stick with honey jars because as we know, they are probably the most traditional. It's probably the first one. I think everybody learns how to do or reads about um, because they're more likely to execute something like that than they are, say, like a souring jar or a lost in a way jar. Mm -hmm. um, just because people tend to they shy away from that that end of the work. Um, so yeah, that is what I have primarily read in people sort of um, giving their reviews or maybe I don't want to say complaints. It's just like okay, you know, yeah, I did this, um, I did a honey jar spell and, you know, the results were really, really slow. And I've seen that from many people. Just, you know, putting it out there, sort of telling their experience so people can, you know, either decide to use it or not, you know. So let me ask you what might be a really stupid question, <laughs> but I'm going to ask it anyway. Is the reason that honey jars might work slower than syrup jars does that have to do with the viscosity of honey and syrup that is exactly what that is exactly what we're talking about well holy yeah. shit i thought that was going to be a really stupid question okay Whoa. well that makes sense so Whoa. do you do you have a trick to speed that up well there's a few methods mm -hmm. um there, i i would say there's a few ingredients people will add um Depending on the situation, I will either use uh, what's called precipitado powder, which is a, a semi-common um, ingredient used to speed up workings. Okay. You can get it in several colors. Um, usually when I'm using it, I'm working with the pink color uh, because I'm using it in like a sugar jar or a honey jar or something like that. So a sweet, um, kind of a sweet color. Yes, yeah. exactly. It comes in like brown and I think maybe like a plain white. Um, you can also add saltpeter because um, that is that it has a it, that has an explosive um, response to it when it's lit. Mm -hmm. uh, I would not rec 
that I would, that really depends on the type of work you're using. A lot of times saltpeter is called for an impotency work. Right. So you may want to just like be careful that you really like know what you're doing <laughs> and you're commenting on the, ex the exact effects that you want. Now, I'm not going to say that just because you use saltpeter in a working that it's going to cause that to just like, you know, any Joe Blow walking around. Uh, I don't believe in that. Um, I think it has to be, you know, mentally focused and geared towards a specific target for anything like that to have taken effect. Yeah, but uh, you do want to be careful because you don't want to catch the guy and then he can't get it up. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yes. That's my very roundabout way of getting to that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm so glad well, they just said that for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe in just being straight the fuck forward. Exactly, exactly. So I would leave that for maybe a professional to use. Right. <laughs> um, there are also really simple ingredients you can use. Um, brown sugar works really well for speeding up uh, jars that have to do with business mm -hmm. or prosperity, finances, money, anything like that. That's probably my go-to for speeding up financial work. Um, you can also use rock candy or rock sugar uh -huh. or powdered sugar. Some people prefer the powdered sugar because it's finer and it can sort of get down around all of your petitions and your ingredients and your photos yeah so they sort of like the um way that it envelops all the um you know the necessary things that you're going to need in the jar for the working um can i tell you my secret ingredient absolutely espresso powder it's, oh, it's yes. wonderful I, yes i was getting to that it is my favorite oh i'm sorry i cut you off and i stole your no. No, oh, it's totally fine. No, I was so excited to hear what it was. Oh, so, yay. No, I was, yeah, no, I'm happy about it. Um, I love to use the um, the chicory and espresso, the coffee mixture, because I really like the grounding of the chicory roots mm -hmm. to like really like solidify and really ground that working to the to the target and then to have the coffee in there as well to to speed it up. Coffee also works really well for business jars, business and finance jars. So just because sort of the, you know, I don't know, coffee beans and beans in general always sort of have that, you know, business marketplace, transcontinental financial monetary energy movement behind them to me, you know? Right. That's a honey jar. If you're paying attention at home, that's a honey jar. Honey jars can be used for love, for gain, to sweeten somebody up. What are other what are other reasons you might use a honey or a sweet jar? What I like to do is because I have other workings that I um, do for you know romantic and and love avenues and things like that. Uh, when somebody is doing you know, comes to me and they're looking to like get an interview or like get a resume looked at. Yeah, so using it in cases of interviews, looking for employment, you know, getting your resume looked at if you there's a lot of people in line for a job, especially like right now, people are really trying to extend their working from home contracts mm -hmm. so they can stay home and, you know, because everybody's playing teacher right now and right. they're trying to do their job. So that's what I'm getting contacted for a lot right now. And uh, I, I really like to use honey jars and syrup jars and then adding um, the different types of sugar in there for those to really help people with employment right now. And it's, uh, I find 
then it works very well. I think it's a great route to take magically. I do too. And especially what what I what comes to mind almost immediately for me with with honey jars or sweet jars is your boss that won't get off your ass and your boss yes. that just seems to hate you. Sweet jars and honey jars can really be effective to kind of just soften that motherfucker up and, and yes. get off of you and treat you better um, yes. and with more dignity and respect. So perfect. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. It's also, I've noticed it's worked well with people who feel really micromanaged at work. Like they yes. just can't, you know, and it's like, just leave me alone and let me do my job. I'm perfectly capable. Like getting that idea in somebody's head that I'm perfectly capable of doing this. Mm -hmm. Trust me, let me do it, you know? Yeah. All right. So I have a specific question for you because um, this, this interested me greatly a moment ago when you said this. Um, I have a jar of a powder that I created years ago and I keep having to replenish it that I call Lost and Away. So I would like to know what your Lost and Away jars might contain. If you can get, if you can, if it's not proprietary, you know. No, sure, sure. I can, it, um, the ingredients will vary uh, slightly depending on what, why exactly we're yeah. removing the target. Um, it could be removing like your brother has stayed at your house too long and he hasn't paid any rent. Right. You know what I mean? And you don't want to anything bad to happen to your brother, but you like also need him to get the fuck out because he's, <laughs> he's a know? mooch. Yeah. So, yeah. And you want him to get out and do his own thing and not be a loser and get a job and get an apartment. And so you want the best for him. So you don't want to like totally destroy this guy's life, obviously, yeah. you know, now there, and then there are some targets where you do. So it just really depends. That's a different kind of jar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll talk so, about that jar in a moment. <laughs> so in my lost in a way jar, I like to use, um, I like to use sulfur, not necessarily as, um, hexing agent all the time, but as mm -hmm. a fuel. Right. And um, it has great I, protection and removal energies as well. So, I mean, it's not yes. just about, you know, like brimstone from the Bible. It's really exactly. good stuff. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Exactly. Nope. I totally, you're, you're absolutely right. And that should absolutely be said. Um, I like to put in um, Spanish moss in mine. And that sort of goes along with the whole um, lost thing, mm -hmm. sort of like okay, you know, I'm deciding to leave on my own. I don't know why, but I just feel like I shouldn't be here anymore. You know? So <laughs> I've got the strangest feeling that I need to yeah. get moving. Yeah. Right, right. Things are getting really awkward around here, you know? <laughs> Is it me? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. that's perfect. That's a great, I, I would never think of Spanish moss. Yeah, that's so I like to use Spanish moss in it. If it is something like the brother aspect that I had just spoke of, which by the way, I get contacted about pretty frequently. Um, <laughs> I, I, like to, I like to use some black salt because it can not only reverse the situation, but also protect people involved. Mm -hmm. So that way, um, you know, you want them to get out, but you want them to like not be on the streets. You want them to have protection and find a place to, to live, you know, quickly. Right. Um, and then I would probably use, if we're getting into, um, it's not somebody you need to preserve the relationship with. Um, you know, you can get into using ingredients like wasp nest and dirt dauber nest. Mm -hmm. You can use cayenne pepper or ghost peppers. Ghost peppers is one of my favorites to use. Um, you can use valerian root. That's a good one because it, um, 
you know, if it's somebody like people will have a roommate that's stealing from them and valerian root is commonly used against thieves. So in that case, I would use valerian root because you want, um, you don't want to start a fight with this person. You want them to leave peacefully, mm-hmm. but the protection uh, of your things not being disturbed because that's, you know, they're your belongings. So. so a thing about valerian root with me is it absolutely goes in lost in a way. And one of the ways yeah. I remember to always put valerian root in there is it smells like feet so and i think of people walking away yeah or cat <laughs> shit it smells like cat shit to me it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's definitely in my oil um and i also in my oil my lost and weight oil i also put um i put sage in there um sure, I, sure. I that's always like a traditional ingredient i could sort of wax on about what i think that's about you know but i it, i think it's um just the sort of clearing out you know energy yeah. do you sell dirt dauber nests or wasps nest on your website i do okay all right why don't you tell everybody what dirt dauber and wasps nest sometimes will they're do? yeah sometimes dirt daubers depending it's regional what they're called sometimes they're called mud wasps some called they're sometimes they're called mud daubers mm-hmm. um they they have a longer life cycle down south obviously it's warmer for longer yes but they build a um organ like nest and when i say organ i mean like a church organ that has these like tubes it, it looks um, like pipes uh, yeah that's exactly exactly and um i really i don't I, I love the i love this creature i love this insect i think it's just so fascinating and i think it could be used for a multitude of things how it you know if you think about like doctrine of signatures and like what it would represent i mean it builds such like a an organized sturdy pristine house you right, know right. it's it, it's almost interesting to me why it's in so much hex work and vanishing work but um i that's what it's traditional that that's what it's used for and that's what i've always used it for and it does work and they're so, not they're not the assholes that wasps are wasps are jerks mud yes. daubers mud daubers will protect themselves but they don't come after you for no fucking good reason yes, <laughs> exactly and it's yeah. honestly like a pretty creature they're sort of yeah. slender and they have you know slender translucent wings and i think i sometimes when i get the um i'll tell you because i know i've spent a lot of time with them because when i get the nest sometimes there's still like a larva in there and it'll like Whoops. hatch my basement okay <laughs> then i gotta like put it outside you know and it's fine but um, so I, I'm very well acquainted with this insect. <laughs> and then wasp nests, uh, my husband, he um, does historical restoration on homes that um, cannot be changed because they're in historical areas. Yeah. Um, so he often finds a lot of things like wasp nests or hornet's nests or like, the you know, four-sided nails for me, things like that. So I get That's a lot of- That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. A lot of really cool stuff. And um, yeah, the wasp nest now, that I can understand because wasps, as we've just discussed, can be kind of assholes. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you would put that in there, you know, something about like the papery layers affecting the multiple layers of somebody's life and causing confusion that way. And, you know, that I can more understand than the dirt dauber, but they both do absolutely work. I've used them for at least 20 years for this type of work, so. Excellent. Now, I want to talk about your community service jars in just a second. But before we do that, let's talk about the opposite of the honey jar, because I know that has a lot of people like, when are you going to get to a sour jar? Let's talk about sour (laughs) jars. (laughs) 
Yeah, so sour jars, um, again, it's something you have to be careful with because I would, you would not want to use a sour jar on a relationship that you're already in. Mm -hmm. uh, to, if say you want this person to leave you because you're being passive aggressive and you're not taking control of your own life. Right. And you, and you don't really want to do anything about the situation, so you want them to do it. Um, first, I would talk to this person about some other areas of their life first before we got into the separating, but um, mm -hmm. there are people, there, there are people like that, and that's the route that they prefer to take. And ultimately, you know, it's their choice what they want to do in their lives. So, um, you would not want to, you know, that's more where it comes to like, okay, let's do some amicable, very peaceful separation work. Let's, we're not going to do a sour jar for this because typically sour jars will cause a lot of um, misunderstandings, quarreling. What you want to do is you're saying that they're usually when I'm commissioned for these, it's because somebody wants a couple to break up. So when you want them to break up because they're arguing over something, they're not getting along, they're no longer happy in their household together, they don't want to live together, so they separate. So um, it's I, I think people can get confused as to when those are appropriate and when they're not. And I will tell you a valid concern with that is if you do a souring jar in your own relationship, thinking that the person's just going to get mad at you and leave, mm -hmm. um, we don't want to bring up anything like um, getting into a, uh, an issue with a stalker or an issue with somebody be becoming abusive or cannot control their anger or, right. you know, with that, that's what we want to try to avoid. So we need to be really responsible and think about things that happen when people get very angry because we've all gotten very angry and done things that we normally would not have done. So don't expect somebody else to have control of themselves after you've done a working like that. That's really good advice because I think in talking to Byron Ballard last week, we, we kind of touched on this too, that a lot of people just get pissed off and they're like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a sour jar. And that right. is not an impetuous thing you want to do. That's not the, your jumping off point, go to jar. Um, right. And, but I mean, they do have, they do have usefulness and do I create sour jars? Hell yeah, I do. You know, I mean, right. I just pick my battles and right. you have to be careful with your wording and your ingredients and your intention specifically. But so, yeah. so let's say that somebody is a, at the end of their rope. This is their last, all right, I'm going to do this. And this is the last thing I've got. How would you uh, advise somebody to create a sour jar for somebody they just need out of their life? Lost in a way hasn't worked. Their reasoning with them has not worked. And this is somebody that is just wrecking them. Sour jars, I almost always use uh, sulfur. You're gonna use vinegar as your liquid. In a jar where you have a syrup jar or a honey jar, those are obviously your liquids. Um, in things like lost in away jars or sour jars, I use vinegar as my liquid. I prefer to use the brown uh, vinegar. I don't think it really matters. I think maybe it's just like apple cider. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I think it's maybe just an aesthetic thing with me. I don't really know. I feel like it. Um, I I don't know. I feel like it's stronger for some reason. Okay. So I prefer to use that. I always use um, a, a, a full lime. I will, and I like desecrate this lime mm -hmm. so it's like i will put their inscribe their names on the line lime then use like a microplane to grate that off over the jar so grate all their name off over the jar so you have the lime zest in there uh cut the lime apart into wedges 
squeeze all of the pulp and juice out that I can into that jar. Sometimes I'll use lemons if I don't want it to be so bitter. Um, again, that's depending on the situation. I always put in alum because alum has a drying, puckering um, yeah. effect. So that is, oh, rock alum is, oh, and you can find, people are always like, what the hell is alum? <laughs> that's if a mineral. Go, yeah. yeah. If you go to your spice aisle in your grocery store, they'll have it there for like baking and pickling and things like that. And then um, usually those are, I put the vinegar in last because I like to pour it over the petitions and the photos and all of that. Me too. Um, yes, yeah, that's sort of like the last like ceiling encompassment, you know, pouring the energy over everything. I usually have Spanish moss uh, in my my sour jars too. Not so much as I do with the loss in the way, but a little bit into the the souring jars. If I need it to happen really fast, I will go ahead and put some uh, cayenne or some ghost pepper in there. So I usually try to grow some hot peppers of my own in my garden. And then whatever I've grown, I take that about a week in advance. Maybe I'll pick, get it kind of dried out and prepared. Um, sometimes I will even like put a name paper of the person of the target and slip it in the pepper while it's drying. So it's sort of getting those juices in the paper. Ooh. Um, so it really depends on, really depends on what's what's going on with the target. That would be like a, I am not screwing around with you anymore, you know, so. Okay, that's your last resort kind of a tactic, yeah. I think. Yeah. And, and everybody has, everybody has an end to their rope. Uh, sure. But I, I, it, I think it's very important to impress that just because you can doesn't necessarily always mean you should. Um, yeah. And so <laughs> get to that point first before you just jump off a cliff and say, fuck you, I'm going to piss in a jar and then you're in it. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot, a lot of levels to magical workings. And you can, I think people, it's just a lack of patience, but you should really it's important to not not act on the on your first emotion that you're feeling and really give yourself some time to think things through and then move through the levels of the process um, because that's also going to fuel your work sort of building up on those levels you've done this step you've done this step you didn't you weren't reactionary in the fact that you were you were feeling anger and that's what that's what you acted on because I don't think that's a good way I don't think that's a good place to fuel or start any any type of, of working. I think you need to actually go through the process of, and it's also processing your own emotions, right? And figuring out why you're doing what you're doing, why you're really angry, why you want this effect, why you want this to happen. Um, you, you need to take time to think about those things and be responsible. I agree with that 100%. And I think that in the witchcraft community, there is a... People are very reactionary within the witchcraft yes. community. You know, that if, yeah. you, if you're going to hex somebody, you ain't going to tell anybody about it. That's between yeah. you and whatever, whatever spirits or ancestors that are beside you. Don't take pictures of it and post it on fucking Instagram. Yeah, it just, it goes back to that. It just goes back to that whole thing. You know, a lion doesn't have to tell you it's a lion. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know. All right, so let's talk about Conjured Cardea's community service jar spells. Um, the only one that I offer that's an actual jar spell is the honey jar. And I I started that, I, God, I started it so, so long ago. <laughs> probably at least 10, I've probably been doing it at least a decade. Wow. Um, 
I noticed that it was really honey purchasing honey jars from um, root workers online um, was really expensive and it can still be really expensive mm-hmm. and I am not um, coming down on anybody for uh, their pricing or, or how they price themselves if that's what you feel you need to charge and that's what you're worth then great I'm all for it um, I just wanted to find a way to make it affordable so it's a shorter service so it's you know typically I would work a normal you know custom honey jar that a client hired me to do for seven to nine days mm-hmm. um, so this is really work to over about oh 24 hours to 72 depending on how the candle burns and what type of candle i'm using um but what it is is it's a and it is a honey jar so sometimes people will like write in a petition and it's like oh you know i want my mother-in-law to get lost and it's like uh, you know you can't put that in a honey jar sweetie <laughs> it's not this it's not what we're doing here so and then you have and you just contact the person and say I, you know I think you misunderstood and I'm just going to refund you and if you want to talk about something else we'll talk about something else you know but uh, most of the time it's like I said right now extending people's you know working at home contracts or um, you know a lot of people just having trouble in general meeting their basic necessities right now or wanting to stay healthy wanting to stay safe yeah um, you know there's been a lot going on in the world so that's totally understandable. So I wanted to find an economical way to do this for people. So that's how I came up with the community honey jar. Um, it's usually between, I try to cut off the petitions at uh, 50 okay. for a service. Cause that's a lot for me. That's a lot. I don't like to do more than 50. That uh, is a lot of petitions. It is a lot of petitions. I think the most I ever did was like 86 or 90 or something one day. And I was wow. like, I gotta put a cap on this. So I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> uh, and right now it's like I have it at 11 11.99 and it, I use your actual petition that you typed out and that is removed directly from your order so it's exactly how you want it worded I don't reword anything for you um, and then I use all the normal ingredients I would use the oils and herbs or powders to dress every petition and it's all added into one jar instead of everybody getting their separate jar because we're all it's the you know it's all general sweetening you know so for me maybe some people wouldn't do that they wouldn't um want to offer anything like that because they don't want to mix petitions together but i make very certain that they're all in the same this the same sort of genre of what people are looking for so i can use um you know ingredients that will work for everybody and um you know, each petition is done individually, but it is all put into the same jar and then it's worked for 24 to 72 hours. So if you can put like 30 people in a sour jar and you can, I don't see a problem with putting up to 50 <laughs> people in a honey jar, seriously, because yeah. it's all the same. You're working toward the same purpose. You're sweetening something up and the petition is really what makes the difference. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And then said, I have the petition and, you know, I prayed over and, you know, stated out loud a certain amount of times. And then, you know, like I said, the corresponding oils get applied to it. So it's uh, it's a pretty personalized service for it being a community service, in my opinion. And you like, said it's eleven ninety nine. Is that right? Yes. It's a very affordable price. Yeah, it might be twelve ninety nine now on the website, but it's not more than that. I can I can promise you that. So um, I've learned how to do it effectively and efficiently, and sort of uh, I can 
you know, devote a half a day at a time to it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I found where my energy level can is, is most effective there and what's too much and what's too little. So, you know, after 10 years, I feel like I've gotten it down pretty well. And I have people who get it every single month and they just, they love it. So it's a good, it's, it's good maintenance. It's, a, it's, it's an effective and economical way to hire a professional, um, you know, without spend, shelling out, you know, a couple hundred dollars a month or something, you know. So if somebody wants a, a honey jar through you and Conjured Cardea, um, it's a monthly thing. When do they need to have their petitions to you? When do you perform this honey jar spell? I change it every month because it's also, I also schedule all of my services based on astrological correspondences. So it's Got different it. every month. But um, if you, I do have a section on my website that says monthly services, or you can use the search bar and just type in community honey jar and either one of those will take you will show you that listing and you can apply for it that date i set those those dates up at the beginning of the month so it's um i have a love service that's one week a prosperity service that's one week and a honey jar that's one week so um you can just go and and take a look and 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 apply for that but like i said the date does vary a little bit every month Okay, so February 14th is Pambashira's day. Pambashira is a whole realm of spirits, but they are normally um, petitioned for matters of love, uh, romance, sexuality. They are also commonly used by those who have um, addictions, those in the um, queer community, transsexual community, um, bisexual community, so it's a very it's a great service to not only work on romantic and love avenues and ventures but also your own self-love especially if you are somebody in one of those groups and maybe you are um you know learning more about yourself or wanting people to accept you or accept yourself or maybe you're transitioning um it's a great service to help with self-love whether it's something that you're trying to bring out or something that you need help with, such as an addiction, she specializes in that. Um, it's a it's a really great time of year. I know everybody sort of has sort of this blase thing about Valentine's Day and that it's made up and it's just commercial and everything. But if you look at it from the aspect of working with Pombashir on that day, I really think that it can be very beneficial to people in a in a lot of avenues, especially area, especially the areas of healing and self love right now. Do you do a community service for Pombashira? Yes, it is a community service for Pombashira. Yes, so, so it'll be it, it works exactly the same as my love services and my prosperity services. It's just that this is a day devoted to her, with offerings specifically to her to honor her and to help bring her power and movement and energy and presence into your life to help you with with whatever situation you may need so if someone wants to participate in this community service is that already up on your website for them to select that or is that yes yes it stays on the website permanently it is under the monthly services if you go to my instagram and my bio i also have a link to it there so you can just click right on that link and you'll see it um you'll see it listed and you can purchase it right from my bio on instagram Perfect. And otherwise, if you're not on Instagram, it is, I believe, conjuredcardea.com. Is that accurate? 
Um, it's shop.conjuredcardia.com is my website, yes. And I do have a Facebook page that's also under Conjured Cardia. The services are also advertised there. Shop.conjuredcardia.com. Got it. Yeah. All right. My guest today has been Sarah from Conjured Cardia. Sarah, it was lovely speaking to you again. Thank you so much. And I really relish uh, the next time we get to talk as well. So I'd love to have you back. Yes, thank you so much for contacting me about doing this. It was a lot of fun. It was great to talk about it. It's something I don't uh, uh, normally get to, to talk about in these types of things. So it was nice to really dive a little deeper in there. And thank you so much for the invitation and having me. Your company is lovely as always. Again, you'll find links to her store, her Instagram and YouTube channel, as well as her Facebook page on the description of this episode. And I'll post them as well on the Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path Facebook page. There's a brand new episode every Wednesday. And as always, if you have questions or comments about this or any other episode of this podcast, or if there's a topic you'd like to hear about on a future episode, you can contact me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Stay home. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. I hope you never hunger, and I hope you never thirst. As above, so below. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, subscribe and tell a friend. I'm Molly Dyer. This is Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path. <laughs>